Welcome to the Access Church Podcast. My name is Garrett Black. I'm the pastor at Access Church. I want to thank you for joining us today. We exist to help you take one more step towards Jesus in your lifelong pursuit of Him. Beyond just this podcast, we would love to have you with us in person sometime. We worship on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. in Glen Ellen, Illinois. If you're ever around or in the area, we'd love to see you. For more information, visit www.accesschurch.com. That's access spelled A-X-E-S-S. Let's jump into our topic today. When I was younger in the faith, I got a hold of a book called The Bible Code. If you have ever read the book before, it's written by a man named Michael Drosnin, and he records the story of an Israeli mathematician in the early 1990s who performed an experiment where they laid out 304,805 letters of the Torah like a giant crossword puzzle And then they performed what's called a skip code computer search. They discovered uncanny combinations. For instance, the word Kennedy appeared near the word Dallas. Hitler's name was written upside down and it appeared 20 rows from the word Nazi, which was written backwards. They also believed that the invention of the computer was what enabled them to perform these mathematic equations to unlock these hidden predictions in the Torah from long ago. The reason I bring this up is because they are claiming that they had access to some hidden knowledge in Scripture because of this computer that they had. Now, I'm not going to comment on the validity of what they found, if that was really something that God hid inside the Torah, and used a computer program in order to unlock those things. That's not the point of the story. But the point of it is this. I think often we approach the topic of revelation in the same way, where we think it's some difficult process in order to uncover revelation from God. And even more than that, we can feel like revelation is just reserved for a certain group of people. For instance, a group of people that has a computer program that's able to unlock it. But in reality, I would contend that revelation is a part of our daily bread from God. And I think that every believer should desire to receive deep revelation from God. Revelation is, in other words, an unveiling. And it comes in many different ways and forms in our lives through our relationship with God. In the Bible, when Jesus was crucified, it says that the veil was torn in the temple. And when the veil was torn, it was split in half, and the Holy of Holies for the first time was visible to everybody else besides the high priest that would go in just once a year. That is an example of a revelation, a revealing of something that was once hidden before. And for us as believers Revelation does not need to be this difficult thing that we complicate and think is hidden and reserved for other people, but not for us. In fact, revelation is very simple to receive from God, and I'm going to show you one of those ways today. It's just to pray for it. Just to pray to God for revelation. It's that easy. We're going to look at Ephesians 1 
And we're going to look at what Paul says in his prayer to the Ephesians. It says in Ephesians 1, 17 to 21, Paul says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Just want to point something out really quickly. At the beginning of Paul's prayer here for Revelation, for the people in Ephesus, he says something that's actually redundant. In verse 17, he says, I keep asking at the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's already identified God the Father. Then right after that, he says, the glorious Father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So Paul refers to the person that he is praying to twice as God the Father. And he does it back to back. He's redundant with it. But there's a reason for it. That second title that he uses for the Father, he calls him the glorious Father. That title directly relates to a character aspect about God, and that is that he is a revealing God. It's part of his nature. God reveals himself to us. It's who he is. It's in his very DNA as God. He is one who reveals himself to us. So if that's something that God is, then naturally something that we should do in our prayer life is that we should pray for a deeper revelation of God the Father. I think the essence of what Paul was getting at in Ephesians 1 when he prayed that prayer for the Ephesians is that he was praying that they would have a firsthand knowledge of God the Father for themselves. Did you know that someone else or even the Bible telling you about who God is is not his greatest desire for you? Now, let me break that down for a second because that, that might sound like heresy for a moment because you may think I'm saying that what the Bible says about God isn't enough or it's not satisfactory. That's not my point. But what I am saying here is that God wants you to go beyond the facts about him and he wants you to go to his face in the sense that he doesn't just want you to have a accumulation of knowledge about him but he wants you to have a accumulation of personal firsthand experience and knowledge of who he is just before paul prays this prayer in ephesians he also goes on a huge rant in the first chapter about all these things that we are in Christ. He says that we are redeemed, we are chosen, we are cleansed, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit. We are all of these things. And then he goes right into this prayer. And right there, you should realize something. If it was enough for Paul just to tell them, then he wouldn't need to pray for a deeper revelation of it. 
But I think Paul recognized that just because those things were said to them, just because he wrote those things, doesn't mean that they yet had a firsthand experience or knowledge with those things. That requires a revelation from God in order for us to enter in at that level. And that is what God desires for each and every one of us, that we would go beyond facts and that we would go to his face, that we would go to firsthand knowledge and experience of the truth. And what happens is when we receive these revelations from God, there is a weight and a depth to it that sinks into our innermost being and it transforms us. But it's only revelation that comes from God that can accomplish this. In our pursuit of a deeper revelation of who God is, another thing to pray for in terms of revelation is to pray for timely revelation in each season of life. I've been saved for just over 10 years now, and something that I have learned, and I believe that scripture backs this up adequately, is that God is an opportunist. God will either position you for revelation, or he will utilize your position for revelation. Sometimes that means that God will put you into situations throughout your life in order to teach you something about him. I think of Abraham and Isaac. I mean, Abraham probably thought he was crazy to hear what he heard from God. He probably questioned, did I really just hear from God to go and sacrifice my son? More than that, the very son that God promised to me and said he would fulfill the rest of my inheritance through this son. But Abraham was obedient and he takes his son to the top of a mountain. He lays him down and prepares to sacrifice him and is moments away from sinking a knife into his chest to sacrifice him when an angel says stop stop and Abraham stops and it's in this moment that Abraham looks and there's a ram in the thicket and Abraham goes and takes this ram out and sacrifices the ram instead of his son and it's there that Abraham says for the first time in scripture he says God is my provider. God positioned Abraham in order to receive a revelation about who God was that Abraham needed to know. But then on the flip side, we see times in scripture with specifically Jesus and his disciples where something will happen that it wasn't planned to happen, it just did happen, and Jesus would take the opportunity to teach them something important about the Father. So both sides, we see how God will sometimes position us and sometimes utilize our position that he may not have actually created, but in both circumstances, he wants to show us a deep revelation of who he is. One of the ways to keep us sharp and to keep our eyes and ears open is to pray a very simple prayer, which is this, God what can I learn about you in this season? Now that's important because not every season is the same. 
Some of the trials you're facing in one season, you won't face in the next season. Some of the joys you have in one season, you will not have in another season. Some of the relationships that you have in one season, you won't have in another season. All of that comes into play for things that God can use to give us revelation about who he is. And so we can utilize those seasons just by praying that simple prayer of God, what can I learn about you in this season of my life? In the book of Daniel, there's a very interesting story that Daniel tells, and it's in it's found in chapter 10. And what happens is Daniel records this event that took place between him and an angel of the Lord. When the angel comes to him, the angel says, Daniel, you who are highly esteemed, consider carefully the words I'm about to speak to you and stand up for I have now been sent to you. The angel goes on to say that from the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before the Lord, your words were heard and I have come in response to them. But the angel goes on to say that the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted him for 21 days. But then Michael, one of the chief princes, helped him out and freed him. And he says, now I'm standing before you, Daniel. And I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future for the vision concerns a time yet to come. Now, what's fascinating is the angel doesn't say you prayed, but the angel does say that you set your mind to gain understanding and you humbled yourself before the Lord. And it says your words were heard. In essence, Daniel prayed something to God. And the angel said, because of your prayer, I came in response to that prayer and I came with the answer. I came with the piece of wisdom that you requested and that you needed. But this is the fascinating part is the angel said that there was a 21-day delay between Daniel's prayer and the moment that we're reading in Scripture where the angel stood before Daniel with the answer to the prayer. Why? What happened? The angel said that he got caught up in the spiritual realm because demonic forces were trying to hold him back from delivering the answer to Daniel's prayer, the revelation that Daniel needed And that Daniel prayed for. Do you know that the enemy does not want you to receive revelation? He will try to hinder it from getting to you. But the way that we overcome this is simple. We persevere in our prayer and we overcome the attack and the hindrance of the enemy. We just do it by way of prayer. We continue to press in. We continue to pray for revelation. And when we do it, we disarm the enemy and we open up a way in the spiritual realm for revelation and wisdom to be given to us from the throne of God. The last thing I want to give to you today comes from Psalm 119.18. And it says this, Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. The psalm writer right here is praying something to God. And the prayer is this, that I may see beautiful things, wonderful things in your law. The correlation for us today is that we should pray for revelation in the word of God. 
Pray that you would receive revelation from your time in the Word of God, reading the Bible. This is what makes Bible reading a joy. I hear so many people, unfortunately, talk about how their time in the Word is not lively. It's not something that they look forward to. It's something they find to be dreadful or even, frankly, boring, if they're being honest. And I find this sad. The reason why is because Our time in the Word should be so fulfilling, it should be so enriching, it should be so life-giving, but I believe the way that that actually happens is when we begin to discover the deep revelation that's found in Scripture that the Spirit opens our eyes to see. And when we start to read Scripture and experience this, it's what makes that time so delightful in the Word of God. It's what makes us want to get up early in the morning. It's what makes us want to stay up late to get to the Word. It's what makes us want to turn the TV off and, and, and silence this distraction or that distraction in order to get to the Word of God because we know that God is waiting there to show us wonderful things in His Word. Well, one of the easiest things to do is just to pray for it. I would even encourage, before you even open up the Word, just take a moment to pray, Lord, would you open my eyes to see wonderful things in your law today? Would you show me who you are in a deeper way? Would I know you better after this time than I did before this time in your Word? And I'm going to give you one more bonus thing to pray about considering Revelation. No matter what church you're in or organization that you're in, that is feeding you the word of God, pray for your leaders, your pastors to receive revelation. I believe this is a biblical prayer that Paul even went into in Ephesians 4 right after the fact when he talks about how pastors and teachers and evangelists and apostles and prophets are a gift to the church because they were given to the church to edify the church and build up the church. Well, how does that happen? One of the primary ways that happens is by disseminating revelation from the pulpit into the congregation. So I would encourage you to pray that your leaders receive revelation, not because they don't already receive it or not because they're not good pastors. That's not where this prayer is coming from. It's just that I believe our responsibility is to lift up our leaders in prayer that God would give them what they need to then give to us. It's actually a prayer that ends up benefiting you in the end because you end up receiving even more revelation through their ministry. As we come to a close today, I just want to encourage you, the moment this podcast ends, would you take a moment and just pray those four things over yourself? Pray for a deeper revelation of God the Father. Pray that you would receive timely revelation in whatever season of life that you are in right now. Pray that God would open up your eyes, that you would see wonderful things in His Word. And lastly, take a second to pray for a leader or pastor in your life that they would receive deeper revelation not only for your sake, but also for the sake of those around you.